0: I love what I do. And even if it is you know bloody washing up, I find a way to love doing it, or else I delegate it.
1: <laughs> Power to Live more with Joe Dodds.
2: Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy, and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more. And by that, I mean how they focus on productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows, I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future. But rest assured that the stories, tips, and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold.
1: Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co presenter. And today, Joe is interviewing Georgia Vargas. Joe and Georgia met through Wendy Keir's Virtual Speaking Academy, where Joe did some training on podcasting. Georgia has spent all her adult life in the entertainment industry as a professional saxophone player with 25 years' experience, on stage and in recording studios and touring in UK and Europe, working in three- to six-piece horn section soloists and big bands, as a performance poet, touring UK and USA for Poetry Slams, winning first prize at Bristol Poetry Slam 1996. She published three poetry pamphlets, in UK and USA, and has published two books, short stories and prose slash poetry. She's also written and directed plays for Fringe Theatre under the name of Virtual Vixens Theatre Co., contributed to five short story anthologies, and has three articles in Thrive Online Mag. Back to the studio! Today I'm interviewing
2: Georgia Vargas of Step Up Stand Out. Hi Georgia, good to meet you. I'm not good to meet you, good to have you here with me.
0: to be online with you, Joe. I've really been looking forward to having this chat.
2: Yeah, me too. So tell us a bit about who you are
0: and um, what you do. Okay, well, I'm a, at this very stage in my life. I'm a speaker, a writer, a mentor, and I'm a rebel with many causes. <laughs> and um, what I do at the moment is a lot of writing, not so much of the speaking, although I do some live shows on, um, online. Um, but writing is one of my favorite things at the moment and of course i do mentor or coach generally so that they get their message out there and my big thing is to get the voices of women heard understood and believed that's my big thing
2: ah okay lovely so tell us more about why you do that why you do what you do and and i'm particularly interested in that that phrase and that very last line as well a bit about
0: being heard well I'm, I'm a creative person I've been um, you know I, I'm an entertainer you know an entertaining speaker writer and I've been entertaining since I popped out and dazzled my parents just a few decades ago <laughs> <laughs> and um, so you know that's my natural energy is to be creative and imaginative and I'm not afraid to let out my wonderful imagination and so I feel very passionate about these things and I love what I do I love being that entertainer that fun person and I I see that I have the ability to bring that energy out in many women and it is just the most perfect time because so many women have got wonderful stories Mm. to tell sad ones too difficult ones and to get the courage and the determination to speak it out so that they can be heard understood and believed and this is really now a big big time for women to get their stories out mm. and to be heard understood and believed i, I cannot repeat that you know our pro was talking about that just the other day being heard and believed yeah. and
2: um but tell me a bit more about you. your, your um sort of the, the difference that you see or the, the the sort of uniqueness between being heard and being believed or, or what makes that
0: difference Well, I think, you know, very often, the very simple thing of not being heard, our voices are not loud enough, they're not listened to, we're talked over, we're not believed, we're not understood. What what do you mean emotions? What do you mean feelings? What do you mean he did this to you, he did that? What are you talking about? I don't believe you. I can't hear this nonsense. Mm -hmm. It's that whole negative energy that exists right across the boardroom, the bedroom, the classroom, and all Mm -hmm. the other rooms where we communicate with each other. And I think a lot of women still have difficulty in speaking out and being, um, getting their message across, Mm. whether it's a personal story or a business story, or just another way of working. You know, yeah, that's what I I feel passionate about. You know, I I think women have a great ability to talk and to communicate, and it's you know sorely lacking in, in many areas. Uh, in the world today, I mean, you know, why, did, why is it the men can't sit around and talk to each other in five minutes and they've got to start fighting and warmongering? <laughs> and um, it's just a fact, you know, the, the North Koreans met the South Koreans last night, there was not one woman in the room. They were shaking hands, you know, for how long? So, yeah, I feel very passionate about this, Joe. Yes, yeah. So,
2: Taz. A bit more about sort of what you do on a day-to-day basis. You've said you do a lot of writing and a bit of speaking. How do you prioritise what you do in your work and your life? How do you make sure you um, do the things that you, you feel are important? As you say, it's, it's something that you're very passionate about. How do you make sure you're working on the right stuff?
0: Well, I'm human, so there's a bit of juggling going on, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, I, have, um, I love what I do. So for me, self-discipline comes quite easy especially as I've never really had a boss to tell me to do things. So I've always been exercising my decision muscles. And self-discipline is something that I've developed because what I do is I tell myself, oh, you've got to do this. Um, You'll be great results and you'll get satisfaction at the end of it. So I love what I do. And even if it is, you know, bloody washing up, I find a way to love doing it or else I delegate it. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, you know, for me, it's um, I I do make lists sometimes and very satisfying to tick things off. But if I don't get it done, well, it's not the end of the world. I don't beat myself up about it. Yeah. I think my priorities are, you know, um, taking care of myself and making sure that my energy is good. Yeah. um, Because that's really that's really key to whatever it is that you do in life, you know, Joe. I think that's really important. So taking care of myself, Um, I I prioritise that. Um, I've got to look after number one.
2: (laughs) It's interesting what you say about making a list. I was listening to some training yesterday that was talking about um, analogue task management that uh, so many people are using, you know, tools and apps, but um, a lot of people still like to use sort of pen and paper. And the guy was saying... That one of the advantages of that is that you're less likely to put off stuff that's on your list because it involves writing it all out again whereas a, qu- a quick click of the mouse to forward something you didn't do to tomorrow on technology is actually really easy and I thought that was that was quite interesting and do you do lists on paper or do you, do you use a tool for that
0: um no absolutely on paper i mean there is an extraordinary there is a scientific connection between brain and hand Mm. there's quite a lot of good talks on this topic anyway but there is some connection between the brain and the hand when you actually connect that to paper something extraordinary happens especially if you let it flow if your imagination your creative energies are you know in good condition shall we say Mm. yeah making a, a a list is um I don't find it difficult. I've got tons of scrap paper, and so um, I use it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lovely. And what about technology? Do you use tools or apps to help you to to get done what you need to get done, or, or you know, what do you like to use?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I my favourite tool is my pencil, <laughs> and it's one of the papermate pencils that you can roll the lead out, and it has a rubber at the end, and it fits everywhere. And so that is definitely my number one tool and I will stop you know, and just scribble something out. But obviously um, I love my computer, I'm an iMac user and I'm bowing down at this very moment praising my iMac <laughs> for her faithful <laughs> service to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know I live out in Spain and one of the most popular apps that are used is WhatsApp. And now it's, I mean people of all age groups and all sizes and shapes use WhatsApp out here. And it's wonderful. You can write, you can do videos, you can make phone calls, um, you, so, as long as you've got internet connection. So WhatsApp is definitely a fabulous sort of tool of mine. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, I use that quite extensively now. We have a a family WhatsApp group, uh, which makes me think <laughs> all the all the aunties in their 70s are, are on it. And uh, <laughs> the other day, Auntie Margaret said oh, I wanted to send a message to Ellie, but I didn't know her mobile number, so I'm sending it to you instead. And I was saying, well, you could have just sent her a message on WhatsApp. And uh, it's like, oh, how do I do that? Because they're in the group, so they've worked out how to, to post things to the group, but they, they obviously don't want to post personal messages to the group, and they don't know how to do them otherwise. <laughs> I thought, it's, uh, it's interesting, isn't it, how we use about as much technology as we can cope with, and then we don't go any further quite often.
0: <laughs> yes, Yeah, I mean, I I see people here in in queues, mothers and daughters, WhatsApping each other, (laughs) and (laughs) they're writing each other in a queue. (laughs)
2: It's (laughs) hilarious. Lovely. So um, who helps you to get stuff done? Do you have anybody that uh, that you outsource or you delegate anything to, or is it solely you?
0: Well, asking is key, you know, and I'm not afraid to ask when I don't know something or I don't know how to do something. I think then I I look at all the contacts that I have online and um, you know go out and pick brains ask questions so asking questions asking friends for guidance and advice is very important I don't always take their advice Um, but you know it's a starting point for me when I don't know something I ask to me it's like simple (laughs) you know and there's lots of things i don't know and of course now we have fantastic access to online libraries and even some youngster was here the other day and they said well just ask google don't ask me (laughs) so we're very fortunate today that we have a lot of sources of information Mm -hmm. so i i think asking is really key key to um building knowledge Yes,
2: I agree. It's interesting when you talk about um, sort of the youth of today and, you know, people talk about how they use technology so, so much. And I think it's it's still interesting to see people not able to ask the right questions. And that's whether that be to a real person or actually to Google. You know, I often hear people asking for advice when I, I'm exactly like that person said to you. I'm in my head thinking, well, just Google it. But I know that I've Googled things for people and got far better results than they have because I do it all the time and I've sort of got into the groove of asking the question in the right way, if you like. And um, I do think that's probably a gap in in sort of our education of of younger people as to, you know, how do you ask the right questions? Because that that often is, is as important as knowing where to ask or who to ask,
0: isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, knowing that phrase it and knowing what it is that you want. Yeah, unfortunately, these things are not um, taught by parents or in schools, you know, how to ask good questions and mm. um, not just, you know, expect the yes or no answers, mm. but to develop it further. It, it's all about thinking, you know. We're not really encouraged to think um, enough and to use our imagination and our creative energies, but... um so that's what i do i ask and i can have you know i think it's a gift Mm. ask a good question there's no such thing as a stupid question it's just a question (laughs) lack of knowledge you know anybody says to me you don't know that and i said no i don't know that i haven't got that knowledge yet have you got that knowledge share it with me
2: yeah yeah (laughs) and where do you ask of those questions i mean obviously as you said you've got friends and
0: colleagues are there online Resources that that you use? Yes, mostly mostly online. Uh, I have a friend of mine who's a website designer, and she has a techie question day. Um, so that that's really great. Sometimes I think of it on another day, which is annoying to her, but nevertheless, <laughs> you know, then I say, oh, I can't remember how to do this, because that's what often happens. You know, we're so filled with so much information, I can't remember how to do it. I did it three weeks ago, but for the life of me, I can't remember. Please remind me again. I know I'm a dumbo, but never mind. Just remind me again how to do this simple thing. Huh. And boom comes the answer. Yeah.
2: And does she offer that as a service generally? Is that a resource that you can yeah. share? Is it a web
0: address or something? Yeah, so a once a week, you know, techie questions. It's it's building engagement online. You know, that's what it is. Really. Mm-hmm.
2: Is it, is it um, a, a URL that you could share or do we find her somewhere? How, how do we find it?
0: Oh, she's a wonderful uh, web designer. Her name is Gorgeous Geek. She's based in Barcelona, six hundred kilometres up the road. <laughs> uh, but certainly, um, yeah, she she does online. She's very good.
2: Excellent. I'm sure we can find Gorgeous Geek. That's quite distinctive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lovely. So, if you um, do get other people to to help you, have you got any tips for how you make sure you get that stuff done in the way that you want it, or on time, or sufficiently that you're happy with that. I was i met some people this morning networking and the, and somebody was saying oh i used to get somebody to work with me and do stuff but they could never do it as well as i could
0: <laughs> ah, oh yes well i think the thing is is that if they if, i mean there are things that i i i don't do well I, or i don't like to do or i just you know I'm fearful of doing some technology stuff and certain things like that and um I try, you know, I'm a determined person, I'll try. But if it's making me edgy, angry, or irritable, then I think to myself, well, I've got to find out who knows how to do it, loves doing it, and does it better than I do. Yeah. And sometimes that is a search and a half. But once I've made that decision to find somebody, you know, and I start asking around, then um, usually somebody puts their hand up and says, oh, I love doing this. And if it's a paid job, well, it's got to be worth it. Now, if they, don't, if, they, you know, if they don't get up to standard, uh, a professional standard that I'm requiring, that's, that's a failure on their part. But otherwise, if I delegate something and I feel confident about that, that person, then do it. You know, it's your responsibility now. I'm going to pay you or I will do a swap with something, but I'm not going to be chasing you around. That's the point of delegating is to give them the task, that I'm not so good at, or no good at, or hate doing, and that I don't have to do it. So it's your responsibility, and I'm quite happy to give that uh, opportunity, chance, get on with it, you know, voila. Mm. Well, yes, yeah, I do. Trust, I think it's trust as well. It's trusting that person, and you know, what can go wrong? What really can go wrong? If you're not satisfied with the work, you say so. Mm. Mm. so look, I don't think it's up to standard. Would you mind having another look? You know, and if they really botch it, up, I don't pay them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do think it's key, that thing about,
2: you know, finding people who are really good at and or really enjoy whatever that thing is, especially if it's something you're not good at or you don't enjoy. I mean, how often do we spend time sort of slogging through something that somebody else could do quicker and better than than us as well?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, give a little power to them. Give a little trust to them. You know, the more trust that you give to them, and the more praise, you know, a little bit, oh, I'm so grateful for you for doing this for me, makes them feel good. And then they'll do a better
2: job.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So you talked at the beginning about um self-care. Tell us a bit more about what you do to, to keep yourself healthy and maybe about how you relax, what you do when you're not working, that sort of thing. You'll probably tell us sunning yourself in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make us too green yeah. with envy. <laughs>
0: Well, it's definitely we have a better climate here, and there's a lot of blue sky and lovely um, plants and vegetation. The sea's just like five minutes down the road. I know you're getting extremely jealous now, <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. The outdoor life is really important to me, and um, you know it's a wonderful thing to be able to get out every day into that beautiful blue sky and sunshine. Well, one of the things that, I, funny enough, I learned from English people is gardening. And that gives me loads of pleasure i'm just I'm out there, I forget everything, and there's a there's always something wonderful to do out in the garden. But I think you know before my love of music, from my you know being a musician for many, I was a musician for many years, so my love of music is still very key to my core and um I love dancing, so I go dancing two, three times a week, and I have a good old sweat and let it out and um, laugh a lot <laughs> because I make mistakes. <laughs> and uh, so, dancing, you know, I dance salsa and bachata, and I absolutely love it, even though it exhausts me. Um, so, that gives me great pleasure. And I think being physical, swimming, being outdoors, biking, um, you know, obviously, depending on the weather. And looking after myself means, you know, taking care that I, I eat well. I listen to my body, Joe. Uh, and sometimes my body is quite loquacious. <laughs> Um But, you know, it's about listening to my body. And one of the great things I'm able to do, and it's very much encouraged here, is to take naps and little siestas. Oh, yeah. So if, I, if I get tired, that's it. I stop. Pencil goes down, the computer goes off, I go and lie down. It might be 10 minutes, it might be half an hour, and on a day when I'm really exhausted, I'll sleep for an hour, and that's it. I, you know, it's like I plug in the, it's like I'm one of those electric cars, you know, plug in the batteries and zoom, 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 Mm -hmm. energy comes back. So taking, you know, little naps when you can, you know, I think is really important.
2: I think that's something that that we really should um, sort of take account of in the UK. I think, um, as you say, it's sort of culturally really key where you are, isn't it? But it's not something that I think we we easily do even when we read about how um, important it can be I think people it's just so not what you do in England isn't it
0: (laughs) yeah it's a different timetable as well you know um, three four o'clock in the afternoon is a sort of working time for a lot of British people but because people work different hours in this country and and, and most people from um, Spanish and Latin countries have very late nights
2: yeah late night
0: late night this, late night that, everything starts really late. So mm. it's a different clock. And um, I think if you're brought up that way, it's easy to adjust to. But I know some people say that if they have a nap, then they, um, they will just uh, not be able to sleep at night or they won't be able to wake up properly and all sorts of stories like that. But mm. I, I think working right through um, can really deplete batteries, you know, deplete your energies. So taking a little break, and that little break might just be falling in front of the telly, watching the news. Yeah, <laughs> or something very simple like that.
2: Well, it's interesting that there's quite a lot of research, as you say, that says that we should take regular breaks, and it's not something that you know people are very good at doing um for a start. But also, uh I can't remember where, where I read it. Maybe it was in the power of when. Um, I think Dave Asprey from Bulletproof talks about it as well about how in sort of caveman times there there were two phases of sleep anyway that they used to wake up in the middle of the night for you know an hour or so and go back to sleep again as well it's, it seems that um sort of modern times has has dictated what we think we should should be doing and I mean I I sort of think to myself oh perhaps I should move to Spain because I'm a real night bird you know I I don't want to get up in the morning and then I work really quite late at night. And I you know, I loved it when I we have a friend in Madrid and when we've been over to see her, you know, it's all oh, let's go out for dinner, you know, we'll 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 have dinner about ten o'clock. <laughs> and in england yeah. people are normally in bed by then, never mind thinking about going out to eat. <laughs> and it always suits me right down to the ground. And, and my daughter the same, so perhaps I'm a more Mediterranean than I think. <laughs>
0: yes, it's in the blood. It's in the blood. But <laughs> well, it's uh, you know, if you can develop the habit, um I know it's very difficult if you've got kids to pick up between three and four obviously you can't lie at home and have a nap but um, you know there are ways to fit it in to the day and even you know as I said half sleeping half snoozing closing your eyes away from the computer especially if you're working at home is very beneficial and the other thing for me is I drink gallons of water and that's an English word gallons (laughs) I think water really and uh, I think that's um, a very good cleansing thing you know
2: Yeah. yeah so just going back to the sleep thing a uh, uh, minute do you do you use any sort of techniques to be able to sleep quickly or do you set an alarm or do you have only a certain period of time that you allow yourself is there any sort of um control over over that or is it literally just a sort of how you feel because i think that's one thing people worry about that if they go to sleep they'll be asleep for the next three hours and that's the rest of the day gone sort of thing don't they
0: i think well for me my my afternoon siestas when i take them are um they're not deep sleeps, you know. They're quite. They're quite light sleeps. But um I, I'm, you know, if I need to sleep ten, if I sleep ten minutes and I wake up and I think, is that all? <laughs> <laughs> if I wake, if I sleep um, the other day, well, I've been haven't been so well, so I've had a couple of long siestas this week. Um, and I think, oh, that was so good. I <laughs> long to I sleep an hour? Wow good girl (laughs) so um you know i i I don't really regulate it but um people have phones they can set the phone or they've got kids the kids will come and wake them up won't they yeah so i i don't really regulate those things too much no No. i don't Mm -hmm.
2: okay what about um learning and improving yourself i know some of the stuff you do already because we we've met through a um uh, membership site all about speaking <laughs> um so you you clearly do proactively look at your your own development what what do you do for that
0: well joe I, I love to read um and i love to watch ted talks i have signed up to them and i get talks that delivered to my um email so there's always something um, exciting thrilling and knowledgeable to to learn uh, how people do it on the fantastic topics and um, the other thing I do love is um, travel. Travel teaches me so much. You know, I'm a, an observant person, creative style. And so looking at people, listening to people, how they run their lives, what they do. So travel is a really important thing for me as a learning about um, how, what do other people do in their lives. And then on a more um, relaxed level, I watch movies. I love to watch movies and dramas and um, nature programs for me it's a great source of learning I've been watching a um, Spanish series recently and um, some of it is a little bit corny but it is it's about people and humans and how they play and work with each other what they need from each other and how they communicate so I'm, I'm, I watch those things quite carefully and um, I think I also I'm a kind of I think like many women I I learn from human contact I learned from talking with people and listening. Listening is a huge skill that you know, not, not, enough, not enough of us um, develop. You know, we've got two ears, we've got one mouth. So it's like, work that out. <laughs> <laughs> so listening, listening to people, uh, listening to the conversations, listening, being part of it, you know, being engaged and communicating with people I think is really important. The one person that I really like and admire is Bob Proctor. He's a, an older man now, um, and he just talks simple. He talks simple. He talks basic, simple stuff. He's extremely successful. He's a very likable guy, and there's no mincing of words. And it's very much my style: straightforward and direct. And um, that, to me is keeps my plate full keeps my learning um you know i, I love learning new things so um, i'm a curious person joe and um i like to discover new things and that does come from reading and watching films and going out and meeting people and traveling yes yeah. mainly how it works for me yeah
2: yes yeah and how did you end up in spain was that part of that travel and curiosity thing or something else
0: yeah i suppose so Um, I came to Spain for love, it's very romantic (laughs) Lovely I I met my partner in the UK and he was working days and I was working nights because I was in the music business Uh And um, we just knew that it wouldn't work if we uh, continued in this way (laughs) Obviously I'm working nights, he's working days (laughs) So where would we go in the world? And uh, we went across to Portugal, and it wasn't quite right at that time. And so uh, talking to people, listening to stories, um, we ended up down here. We just filled up the van, rented out my place, and came down. It was a wonderfully romantic, risky thing to do, and it's been the most brilliant move for both of us.
2: You
0: know? yeah. So love, absolutely. Love, love, love. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's, that's, that's
2: lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you've talked a bit about what you do and you um, work from home and we know you're in Spain. What about um, what your sort of days look like? Do you have particular routines to your day, to your evening? Do you have sort of certain habits, rituals, ways of sort of getting that stuff happening on a regular basis or is it a bit more manana (laughs) as you're in Spain?
0: (laughs) Well, I'm a self-disciplined person, you know, and I love what I do, so I'm determined. And um, it, it's not hard for me to get down to writing. Um, you know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I have an idea, or I've had a dream, or I've actually scribbled something in the night somewhere, somewhere on a piece of paper on the floor. And um, it, it's my inspiration. And as I write on a regular basis on my um, on a blog, so I, I work towards that on a weekly basis, and I have a couple of other outlets of writing which I work towards every week. Um, but I think my big habit is to get out the house um, and to, you know, my love of life mm. takes me out to the sea to, you know, I just get out the house. But I work, you know, and I love my work, so I dedicate X amount of hours in the morning. And, um, well, you know what it's like. You get a phone call, you have to go to the bank, you have to go to the shopping. Life goes on, but, you know, you fit it in. Mm. And in, in the summer months, it's very Different here because it's extremely warm, extremely warm. And in the winter, it's warmer outside than it is in the house. So you know, you go with the flow. You go with the weather. You go with the nature. Um, yeah. I'm I'm not rigid. Uh, I, I'll work Sunday. I'll work Saturday. I'll work Tuesdays. It doesn't really matter to me. I work because I love what I do, Joe. Mm. That's really my key thing. You know, mm. so I love it, the really fun if i'm not getting any fun out of it then i'll delegate it
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. i love the thing about sort of going with the flow i mean I, I think a lot of people when they work for themselves having worked elsewhere for other people tend to sort of stick to the same schedule that they've ever done sort of on the basis that that's what you're supposed to do <laughs> and of course you're not supposed to do anything it, it it is it should be about what works for you and what works for your business and what works for your customers shouldn't it but i think sometimes uh we sort of get stuck in the old industrial revolution uh, time and, and, and just carry on with our nine to five or, or however it might be hours wise. So it's, it's lo- lovely to hear about the whole going with the flow thing. Although sometimes I think I flow too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think it's absolutely true. You know, pe- people have worked in the corporate world particularly or factory work, but I find it very hard to discipline themselves because they've spent their whole life being told what to do by somebody else. So that hasn't been my experience. Mm. and therefore i don't find it easy to say oh i've got to do this this morning right get on with it mm. um, I just, you know, and I, I, you'll probably like that too and you know whether you work at the night hours the day hours the afternoon hours you get the work done who cares yeah you, know, you get the work done that's the key isn't it yeah mm-hmm. yeah
2: i'm trying to work with triggers at the moment it's um it's the new year this won't be going out for a few weeks but um i try and walk every day but i got a bit rubbish at it at the end of the year because it was a bit cold and mm. i was a bit under the weather and stuff um but there's a, a an audio book I've been wanting to listen to for ages and I never find time to, to do that so I've tried to combine combine the two and plan a bit of time in each day to go and do the walk and listen to the book and I'm on chapter seven in three days so I'm quite impressed with myself I've even walked further than than I intended <laughs> yeah, that's
0: cool. well that's an incentive isn't it to get out there and to listen and to be walking so yeah. all, all good
2: and today i even timed getting back to my car in the last minute of the chapter so i was even more impressed with myself because i like it to be all neat and tidy
0: (laughs) bravo bravo (laughs) so
2: tell me about um in this idyllic spanish lifestyle where you go with the flow what about if things don't go right how does that all pan out (laughs) do you get very very mediterranean although it's probably not mediterranean is it very um hispanic (laughs) um,
0: I curse a lot, yeah, I have a good old curse, I let it out. And I don't hold it back, you know, it's not working. Sometimes the technology drives me nuts. And then I get around to that, okay, I've calmed down now. I've beaten up somebody or I've bashed the carpet or whatever it is. I ask, you know, I ask somebody for help. And um, if there's nobody there, I look at it again. Um, and if it's not working, well, you know what I do, Joe? I let it go. Because there's always another way, there's always another day, there's another opportunity. So I accept it and I move on. And if it's really, really irritating me, I tell myself, to well, get on get on and get a, have a life." <laughs> um, that, that, you know, you can't. There's certain things you just can't fight. And um, you know, sometimes the more you resist it, the more it persists. And all those annoying phrases. Yeah. But um, you know, if I can't do it, I ask. Well, I ask my partner, for example. Can you help with this? And um, he often has more patience than I have for certain things. And um, so I just say, do it for me. Sort it out. I can't do it, you know. (laughs) But um, I don't really let it get too much on top of me, um, Joe, because, you know, if it's not working and I have to leave it, leave it for another day, I'll look at it with a, what do you say? Sleep on it and, um, you know, try not to make it, Take over your life. It's not working. It's not working. Mm. Leave it. Move on. Let it
2: go. Yeah. Um Okay, so yeah. you're to, to burst into song there with the let it go thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. So
2: so on the other side of it, on a day when you end the day knowing that you've had a chance to live more, and I talk about that being about getting to do the stuff that you want to do. What what's that day looked like? What have you done?
0: Oh, I, I, I celebrate life. Joe, you know, I just celebrate, I'm so grateful, I have such a, what did you call it, idyllic life. I have a wonderful life, and I'm so grateful for it, you know, and so I I kind of give praise to that. I try to be aware of all the wonderful things that I have. Um, And for me, that's about celebrating life, and about um, being generous, giving, being kind. There's such basic things, you know, Joe. And for some people, it's they're really they make them into big mountains. But for me, it is about just being satisfied. I, I, you know, if it puts a smile on my face and makes me feel good, I just celebrate life. Mm. Uh, keep it. I keep it simple. You know, I keep it simple. Uh, I enjoy as much as possible, and I try to. No, uh, I don't even try. I, I look on the bright side. To me, my cup is always half full yeah uh, and if it is i'll let it go i'll throw it out the window and curse <laughs> <laughs> excellent so
2: that's the end of our interview it's um it's gone really quickly um and uh, as you said you are very succinct in your answers no you're not we did have, have a nice flowing conversation <laughs> across mm-hmm. a number of areas lots of focus on uh spain and sun i think or well, certainly in my head <laughs> <laughs> I told you I just well, it should be there I think <laughs> so um, tell people how they can find out more about you and how they can connect with you
0: well um, my website is the three W's and my name georgia com. and I write a weekly blog there and I um, have all kinds of little tips and tricks there I have a free ebook if you sign up I also have a business page on Facebook, which is um, my name, George Vargas, Speaker Coach. And I have a um, community page also on Facebook, which is called Step Up and Stand Out, lovely. And, um, where I do my live shows and things like that. But, been, yeah, that's the main areas where I'm available to meet and greet new people.
2: Lovely. And the ebook that you mentioned that people can download, what what does that help people with? Who Who would be interested in that?
0: Well, it would be for people who've got, um, who want to write, who want to speak, who want to be heard, understood, and believed, who've got a message or a story or an idea or a business that they want to promote. I, you know, Quite a few of my clients are business women um, who, want to make, who are doing coaching, perhaps, themselves, or they've got a product or a service, and they don't know how to do videos, or they don't know how to write content. They're just not confident. They haven't been encouraged. And um, so that's what I'm really good at, putting up the energy, getting encouragement and your confidence up. And, because I believe in you. That's what I do. I, I believe and I help you to get heard, understood and believed. <laughs>
2: lovely. Thank you, Georgia. I really appreciate you joining me.
0: Yeah, it's been a lovely chat. I appreciate you contacting me, Jo. Have a great afternoon. And um, we'll um, we'll meet somewhere else online. I'm sure. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, thank you. Are you a home-based coach or consultant feeling like you need a bit of help? Our Power to Live More Calm membership is designed to meet you where you're at with the help you need in the moment, so you can get unstuck, move forwards, and get stuff done. You might think this sounds too good to be true, or maybe wondering how it'd fit with how you work and run your business. Why not have a no-obligation chat with Jo to see how she can help you? All you need to do is go to powertolivemore.com slash calmcall. Use your power to live more.